Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Daily Zen Podcast. My name is Charlie Ambler. I'm the creator of the Daily Zen, and I started the site back in 2008 when I was about 14 as I began studying meditation and Zen Buddhism, and it sort of remained a way for me to present to an audience what I'm learning and what I continue to learn and to hopefully help some other people learn about it. Luckily, the the information is pretty simple, but actually putting it into practice is a little difficult and can be sort of a challenge at first, especially if we feel chaotic or distracted. And so I did a few of these podcasts and I did some question and answer type episodes, just answering questions that people asked me on Twitter. But this time around, I think what I'm going to do is start from start from zero and get back to basics and sort of progressively give you an outline of what Zen is, what meditation is, and so each episode will have its own topic. And so I'm going to start at what I think is the foundation of Zen, um, which is meditation or Zazen, as it's called, and you know, it basically just translates to practice and to contemplation. And so the root of Zen is the practice of contemplation, uh, of meditation. So a lot of people hear meditation and it brings up a lot of different thoughts in their mind, like, you know, of, of uh, new age ideas and feel good type of things and positivity and mindfulness and compassion and uh, spirituality and all of these ideas and thoughts. But I'm going to try to avoid that kind of talk and try to introduce you to meditation in a way that divorces you from concepts, uh, because that's the point of it to begin with. Um, so this will be a short episode that's just a, a somewhat guided introduction to the practice of meditation, the most basic form of meditation you can do. Um, I would start by saying that if, if you're going to try to carve out a certain part of your day to meditate, you should find a place where a place that you can rely on that is quiet, that's kind of free from distraction, that doesn't have too many loud noises, and that you can kind of sit comfortably and not have to think about what's going on outside of that particular place. Now, of course, you'll be thinking about what you're going to have to eat that evening, what your life is, you know, what's going on in your life, what kind of work you're doing, you know, your relationships, thoughts of all different kinds are going to come up when you actually do meditate. And so you want the location that you actually do the practice in to be as distraction-free as possible. I assure you, if you find a place that's distraction-free, your, your mind will still find ways to be distracted. And so it's kind of a good way of giving yourself a little bit of, uh, of space at the beginning. Once you find a pretty quiet space to do meditation, I think the best place to start is to, to sit comfortably Zen meditation in the more traditional form is usually pretty uncomfortable. It asks us to sit in a half lotus position or a lotus position. A lot of people aren't that flexible. They haven't done it before. And so it can be very painful. Um, for older people, it could even cause injury. Uh, it can be a little hard on the back. And so instead of, instead of telling you to do it the traditional way, so this is sort of going against what you might be told to do in a Zen retreat or a Zen monastery, 
I'm going to ask that you just find a comfortable sitting position. Um, you can sit with a pillow behind your back, you can lay down, you can stand, you can experiment with a position that works for you. Um, some positions might lead you to get tired more quickly than others. One of the good things about the, the more uncomfortable position, traditional zazen position, is that it is uncom just uncomfortable enough to keep you alert. And so the pain itself is actually meant to be sort of a catalyst to keep your mind awake. Um, you might find yourself, when you first begin meditating, falling asleep. And there's really, there's really nothing wrong with that. I think, you know, you don't want to take your lunch break at work and go meditate and then fall asleep and find yourself waking up three hours later wondering what the hell happened. But I, it's unlikely that will happen. I think if you if you find yourself starting to doze off, you can jog yourself a little bit. In Zen monasteries, when monks tend to, or beginner monks tend to doze off or get tired or unalert, there's a master who will walk around with a stick and hit them on the shoulder, which is sort of a disciplinary and somewhat violent way of jogging you back to attention. You can find little ways that work for you. Um, there are a bunch of apps that you can get that will ring a bell every five minutes and that will kind of bring you back into the moment, remind you that you're not trying to fall asleep. Uh, on that note, before we begin, I would say that if, you, if, if one of your problems in life is that you're having trouble sleeping, um, what you're about to learn can help you actually fall asleep. When you're actually meditating, you don't want to be consciously trying to fall asleep, obviously, but the process of simply being still and um, being still with your thoughts and letting your thoughts come without subscribing to them too heavily will will definitely put you in a more relaxed state. And so regardless of whether or not you have trouble sleeping or whether or not you find yourself having trouble staying awake during actual meditation, consider this a an introduction to centering your mind. And when you center your mind, tasks become generally easier, whether it's sleeping, working, doing the laundry, anything like that. Uh, Alan Watts, who is a, a famed Western practitioner of Zen who, who brought Zen knowledge to a lot of Americans and um, British people and European people said, Western spirituality is concerned with thinking about God and other concepts while we peel potatoes. Zen asks us just to peel the potatoes. So in other words, the whole point of activity is activity itself. We shouldn't get so bogged down with thinking about other things while we're acting that we forget that we're actually participating and engaging with the world. And so I guess I would say that Zen practice and meditation practice teach us how to engage with the world directly without having to conceptualize everything we're doing, without having to turn every activity, every feeling, every thought into a concept, and without feeling the need or the compulsion to articulate everything as a concept. Western thought is thought. It relies very heavily on thinking, on communication, on verbalizing, and when we're constantly verbalizing, we lose touch with reality, and this causes a lot of problems. Uh, personally, I think it causes most of the political, religious, social, every problem you can think of, really, in the world, not just the Western world. This is just because human beings find conceptual understanding so attractive because it gives us the illusion that we're creating meaning for, for our lives and for the world, and 
it helps us think that there's sort of this greater purpose. Language is sort of its own God, and I think a lot of people worship it because it's a symbolic system in the same way that money is a symbolic system. Um, it's language is sort of a narcotic for most of us. We use it to understand the world in a way that works for us, that makes us more comfortable. And sometimes when we try to engage with the world in a place that is past language, we we get uncomfortable. It's hard. It's, you know, we have to keep it to ourselves. We can't articulate it to others so easily. Um, true spiritual experience is completely beyond words and beyond thoughts. And that's what we're going to start accessing once we get into uh, meditation. So yeah, um, I'm going to let you do some of the legwork here. This isn't really going to be a guided meditation. I'm sort of giving you instructions and I hope that you'll take some time in your day, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes to actually do this. I like to meditate for 20 minutes a day, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. I think the, the goal here should be consistency rather than length. A lot of people get carried away and they think that they have to start meditating for an hour a day right away. And this usually comes from being too concerned with the results of meditation. So let us try not to think about what the results of this are going to be. Let's just participate in this activity for its own sake and see where it takes us. That should be the mindset that we approach meditation with. It's not something that is going to help our lives or improve our lives, even though it probably will. It's something that we should approach neutrally. Uh, in, in doing so, we learn to approach other things in life neutrally. So once you've found your quiet place, your happy place, I would suggest, you know, you get in your comfortable position um, and close your eyes. A lot of people suggest keeping your eyes open and staring at a white wall, but not everyone has access to, you know, this perfect environment where there's a white wall and a meditation cushion and all of these things that are traditionally used. So close your eyes and try and keep your posture relatively the same. It's important not to fidget. Don't move around your hands. Um, keeping the eyes closed is nice because it helps you not blink, which can be distracting. Um, and then there's a little trick. If you keep your mouth closed and push your tongue, not hard, but just sort of rest it against your top teeth, against the top of your mouth, your mouth won't produce saliva and you can kind of just rest there without becoming distracted by your own bodily functions, I guess. And so close your eyes, keep your mouth closed, Breathe through your nose and maybe start by taking a few deep breaths in order to, you know, get your breathing centered and constant. Meditation is the practice, essentially, of focusing on our breath, of regulating our breath. We're not going to be consciously regulating it, but we're going to be grounding ourselves in it enough so that it becomes the, the foundation, um, which is soothing. It's kind of poetic because Zen is... I mean, breathing is the uh, the foundation of life, you know. When you stop breathing, you stop living, essentially, after a certain period of time. And when we experience conflict and chaos in the day-to-day, -day, we usually find that we're not breathing so well. We're breathing in a stunted way or an inconsistent way. And the there's a, a definitely a direct correlation between an inconsistency of breath and an inconsistency of thought. So... If you find yourself scattered or you find yourself wondering why your mind is racing and why your thoughts are so erratic, it could be precisely because your breathing is erratic 
And so when we meditate, we should be focusing on the breath. And so start with those initial deep breaths and then try to return to a place where you're just breathing normally. Don't think too much about actually breathing. Just try to let your breath come in, recognize it going in, recognize it going out. Be mindful of each inhalation and exhalation and just sort of let it come and go. And when you're first starting, it can be helpful to count your breaths. And so the way to do this is just to go count in as one, out as two, in as three, out as four, in as five, out as six, in as seven, out as eight, and in as nine, out as 10. Once you get to 10, you can go back to one. And if you do this for 10 minutes straight, you'll, and you've never done it before, you'll find yourself getting very distracted initially. It's, it's, counting the breath is sort of a way of realizing how much of a hold our thoughts have on us. And so if you can sit and count your breath and get from one to 10 and go back again, um, over time, these distractions will become less frequent. You'll find yourself losing count less frequently. And so if you find yourself losing count, you just return to one. So you might find yourself counting to 20. You might find yourself counting to five and then zoning off. And no matter what, whenever you recognize that you've lost count, just return to one. Um, eventually, breathing in one, out two, in three, out four, that'll become easy and it might feel a little bit um, overly repetitive. The counting it might kind of inundate you because of all the numbers, you know. And so over time, we, we work to a point where we can do in, out, one, in, out, two, in, out, three, up until 10. And that's slightly more challenging. It doesn't sound that challenging in theory, but um, in practice, it can be pretty difficult to stay aware. And if you find yourself getting distracted or losing count, don't focus on it. Don't get down on yourself. Just sort of allow yourself to return to the breath and return to the counting. Um, the third stage, I would say, is that once you feel that you've quote unquote mastered that one to 10 counting, you can just kind of reside in a place where you focus on your breath and you focus on the in and the out and you feel the breath enter your body and exit your body. Um, but you don't think about it too much. You kind of just let it happen. The reason that focusing on the breath is important in meditation is that it takes us away from our thoughts. The goal is well, it's, you know, you say that you say that there's a goal when there's really not supposed to be a goal, but the the sort of abstract goal is to to stop our conceptual thought and to stop thinking. And so when we can focus on a bodily function that's so consistent and that we experience and we participate in all day that keeps us alive and that's kind of primordial and physical, it allows us to stop the process of thought or not stop it entirely, but to not give it so much power over us. And so as you find these thoughts coming into your mind, it's going to be important for you to recognize them, but not dwell. Most of our problems come from dwelling and from overanalyzing and you know, hyper-conceptualizing the world. And so when you're focused on your breath and you dwell too much on a thought, you will lose count. You will lose focus on your breath because you simply don't have the, the mental energy to allocate adequate attention to both um, proper breathing and over-analysis. As you meditate and continue to meditate, and I hope that you can continue to do it once a day, you'll find that it becomes easier in day-to-day -day life to regulate your thoughts. 
your breathing remains more consistent and you are able to kind of remain calm in situations of stress and chaos, thus preventing more stress and chaos. And as a result, your thoughts start to rearrange themselves. I think um, I've heard it described, I think just kind of in an anonymous thing online about meditation that um, meditation cleanses your mind in the same way that a shower cleanses your body. And so if you go a week without a shower, you get stinky, you feel gross, you feel sticky. Um, it's not very pleasant, right? And other people don't find that very pleasant either. Now, if we think about meditation in this way and how most of us have gone, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years without ever taking 20 minutes in a day to simply sit and contemplate and let our mind kind of wash the dust off of its, uh, off of its own ability to reflect we're pretty stinky and we're pretty dirty and and there's a lot going on that that we're not even aware of you know there's there's kind of gross bacterial thoughts that are growing and festering and all of these nasty things that are not things we would ever have been aware of if we hadn't taken a second to to get ourselves into a contemplative mindset and so I think that I find that a wonderful way to look at meditation I don't think it should feel intimidating I don't think it should feel um uh, negative or anything. It shouldn't feel negative. It shouldn't feel positive. It should simply be this activity that you do, like a shower, where it's it's pretty neutral, but it's something that you do because it's innately um, part of your physical and mental upkeep. Meditation, I think we should view as, as an act of mental hygiene rather than something that's going to, you know, help us make more money or help us mend our relationships or help us become a better parent or a better better child or a better student or anything we should do it as a utility but not as a um, as a real productivity aid it's just something to do it's a thing that divorces you from thought patterns just long enough to get you to kind of recalibrate your mind and not think about everything so much over time, this has a pretty remarkable effect on the way we approach the world. And it's something that, luckily, since meditation is something you can do anywhere um, by yourself without any tools, there's nothing you need to buy, there's nothing you need to read, really. It's just a process you can do. And so in doing that, in realizing that you have this power within yourself to approach the world in a more creative and productive way, you reach a new understanding that it's pretty difficult to reach without taking that initial step and saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this activity for essentially no reason, and I'm going to see where it leads me. And so I, I would say that that's the way you should approach meditation. See where it leads you. And you'll be pleasantly surprised, and you'll learn to approach other things in your life and see where they lead you instead of having to plan everything, instead of having to conceptualize anything. Um, instead of having to feel like everything needs to serve a greater purpose or be a means to an end. Um, it can just be a means to a means. So I think that's about it. I hope that those instructions were useful. It's very simple. Uh, it just requires a little bit of initial willpower of saying, okay, I'm going to take 20 minutes today, 10 minutes, whatever, and I'm going to sit and I'm going <clears> to <throat> concentrate on my breath and see what happens. So I hope that you enjoyed that, and um, I wish you the best of luck with meditating. And 
again, don't be too hard on yourself. Don't be too easy on yourself and um, just kind of let it unfold in a natural way because it will if you, if you allow it to. Thanks for listening. This was the first new episode of the Daily Zen Podcast, A Guide to Zen Meditation. I'm Charlie Embler. Have a good one.